Hey, episode four, BizX Podcast back on another Thursday night uh, from lovely Shakopee, Minnesota. This is your host, Nate, back after a six-day layoff uh, for another episode this week. A couple awesome things happening. Super excited about the show. A lot of things to get to. Um, first of all, uh, no Tannen again tonight. No Tannen. Tannen actually has to travel for work. Uh, boo. Have to, boo. Uh, boo. Have to actually do the day job, but respect and and i know he'll be back talked to him this week and he was super bummed he wasn't going to make it but uh we will make it we have uh mikey who uh joined us last week jumping in uh as well this week a couple new updated new business items we talked last week about uh we are now on itunes we are now on stitcher um and of course you can always find the website and everything else but we have a new uh platform you can check us out this week it's going to be wait for it wait for it Google Play Music. Google Play. Hey. hey all right. Hey. So that's our third platform you're going to be able to check out. Uh, so now the Android users have literally no um, no excuse. You you have every opportunity, right, Mike? Hey, Mike. Right. Hey, hey, I'm back. Mikey's back. Mikey's back. Some of this. Let's see. Whoop. The Mikey? The Statman. Statman. So Mikey's back. Uh, he's going to help us out tonight again. Uh, next, a little quick piece of business. So we are trying to record live on Twitter. So you're is not it really gonna... record live. Well, it's or is it stream live? It's streaming live. Thank it you. Does, I hope it doesn't record. Uh, well, you can go back and watch it. Oh, you can. Yeah. So okay. when we when we cut it tonight, you're going to be able to go back and watch it and see how goofy okay. we look. Yeah. Very um, goofy, I'm sure. <laughs> so that's happening tonight as well. So I'm just going to give it a little wave, and uh, who knows what's going to happen there. Obviously, you're not listening to this, and. Uh, knowing that it's going on because no. we're recording in a house in Shakopee. But right. if you happen to check out Twitter, you might see us. We're just trying to figure out how we're going to get the audio and get everything synced up so you can actually hear the show happening. Yeah. But anyway, that, that'll be for another Otherwise, day. Otherwise, they're so. just watching two guys talking to microphones. I know, right? Two guys talking to microphone, drinking beer. So it's it's kind of the, uh, the BizX podcast way. Uh, but the first thing we're going to kick off um, on the show tonight, segment we, we uh, started a couple weeks back, uh, have, have we're going to bring it back since we yeah. did not do it last week. It is, um, you remember what the name of this is? Uh, park business. It's this one here. Let me let me find it. Gosh, I can't even find it. I need uh, my glasses. Here it is. Business in the park. Hang on. So, this week, you always pick a park. Yeah, we always pick a park. So, yeah. um. Well, this is your first time doing this segment, so what, what park do you want to you pick? Ooh, ooh, what park? 
You know, yeah. probably the biggest park I've been to recently is Central Park. Oh, yeah. Back at New Year's. That's right. I you was and, out there. You and your wife went to New fantastic. York. Was there snow on the ground then? No. 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 They they didn't get hit with the snowstorm yet. That was after us. I suppose. I suppose. God, that was three months ago. Uh, time flies, right? So yeah. this week, business in the park. Uh, Mike, when's the last time you shopped at Sears? Sears. Ooh, it's been a long time. Um, I think I went there for like a replacement craftsman tool, like uh, probably a year ago. And they're known for their craftsman right. tools, right? Because they have the uh, lifetime. That's right. That's yeah. right. So in the news, this is from CNN Money, mm-hmm. uh, March thirtieth. Sears stock is up fifty percent in a week. Hey, what the heck is going on? So do you remember, probably about a week ago, it kind of came into the news that Sears and Kmart, who's yeah. owned by the same folks, yeah. are having trouble, right? right? Closing As stores. Is. Well, all retail is, right. But Sears in particular came out, so they're losing money, sales are plunging, so on and so forth. So this article, interesting, starts off, and yet Sears stock is up nearly 50% in the past six days, or 25% this year. So what the heck is going on? Earlier this year, stock hit an all-time low, of course. Uh, two of the company's biggest fans have been busy buying shares in the past week and that has boosted investors hopes that the company won't go under after all so ceo eddie lampert has scooped up some stock to prop it up the ceo of Sears. the ceo has bought stock all right uh so has the influential investment firm Fairholme capital which is run by bruce berkowitz a sears board member okay so you have a ceo member and a board member buying stock uh lampert through his personal stake and the holdings owned by his, his investment firm esl and Fairholme collectively own more than 75% of Sears. Oh. I know, right? Wow. So that's like basically a private company again. It's turning, well, yeah, it's turning into it because they're buying so many shares. Uh, this is not to suge- suggest that Sears is all of a sudden a healthy company again, though, right? No. Nobody's going to make, uh, nobody's going to mistake Sears for Amazon, Walmart, or Home Depot. Uh, but Lampart does have a plan. Uh, it's not a plan that will allow Sears to return to its former glory, but it could keep the company afloat. Uh, earlier this year, Sears announced plans to close 150 Sears and Kmart stores. That'll save Sears nearly $1 billion in operating costs. Wow. Wait, and wait, wait. What was the number of stores? 150. Out, well, out of what total? I didn't say total. Just 150. Total. Maybe you want to look it up as I'm getting through the rest yeah. of this. But Sears and Kmart stores, total of 150. So you mentioned Craftsman. Yeah. Um, Sears has also sold its Craftsman brand of tools to Stanley Black & Decker to oh. raise cash. And it's looking to sell Kenmore appliances and its diehard auto parts business, too. Yeah. So it's kind of selling off its chunks, its pieces. Yeah. Uh, companies also spun off pieces of its Sears hometown and outlet store division, Lands End, and Sears Canada. I didn't know Sears was in Canada. Um, they've set up a, also a private company. I'm sorry. Sears also set up a public company for some of its real estate assets, Seritage Growth Properties. So, so they're uh, not in the real estate business. They don't own their own stores, in other words. Maybe some of them do. Probably. You know, yeah. something like that. Uh, and one of the owners of that is, is none other than investing guru Warren Buffett. Ooh. Uh, the Oracle of Omaha, as they call him, personally invested in that company. It's not a holding uh, of part of his Buffett Berkshire Hathaway. But uh, make no mistake, investors should probably stay away from Sears stock unless they're like a billionaire yeah. like Buffett, uh, right. who has financial worth, all the stomach, a big loss. But article kind of goes on, just said, in other words, you know, fears of the imminent demise of Sears, which have now been circulating for several years and of course more recently last few weeks may be overblown but so optimistic shoppers looking for a going out of business sale may not may not get the chance Sears and Kmart may not close their doors for good 
after all. Yeah. So the last time I went to Sears when we were buying the house. Yeah. Did you get your appliances there? Well, we looked at it. Yeah. Looked for appliances because we didn't buy them through the builder. Right. So we went. We actually went through Warner Stallion, plugged to Warner Stallion. Um, but when we walked into a Sears, it was a ghost town. Yeah. Nobody around. Same time I was. I, I mean, even I kind there, of a hard yeah. time finding someone to help you. Oh yeah. Like the only time, the only time we got someone to help us is we were walking through the, the mattress section, yeah. and there was a lady who was laying on a mattress because she was bored probably because no one was in the she store. She was a worker. She was a worker. Okay. Had the Sears gar- garb on, and we're walking by, and she gets up, and it's around Memorial Weekend. Okay. Because uh, we moved in in June, so we're yep. looking to get this a couple weeks before. She literally runs over, was like, "Hey guys, are you interested in a mattress?" We're like, "Yeah, we're we're kind of good, even yeah. though we want to get a new king or something." But, um, just blew my mind how nothing was happening in Sears. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that was the case the last time I was there too. It, it was one of those. I remember it being a really strange sense too, because, like most department stores. Or heck, let's even relate it to Target because everybody goes to Target. You know, they have everything at Target. Yeah. But it's laid out in a way that it doesn't feel like they have everything. Right. And I remember the last time I was in a Sears, it was like all of a sudden you're in this hardware store. Oh. All of a sudden you're in the mattress store. All of a sudden you're in the clothes area. Right. And it just didn't seem to make sense, like, as you went from place to place. The to flow. Place, the flow. Right. And I think, you know, who knows? Not that that's necessarily part of its problem. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, so Sears. Although, yeah, here. Did you find some more info? A caveat. Yeah. And, and this is where, as the stat man, yep. I always like to look into, right. hey, they say it shot up 50%. Right. Well, what did it do the day before? Okay. You know? Okay. Because, hey, hey, look at, you know, yeah. you can make stats say whatever you want. Of course. Say. It had a, uh, a drop right uh, before okay. that five-day shoot-up. Um, so on, let's see here, Tuesday the 21st. Okay. So clo- a week and a half ago almost. Not quite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It closed at $9.10. Okay. On Wednesday, the twenty second, uh-huh. closed at seven ninety eight. Wow! So it's dropping. So it dropped a yep. dollar and twelve cents. Yep. And then it was uh, eight nineteen on the twenty third. Okay. Eight fifty on the twenty fourth, and then over the weekend nine forty three, and then there's your jump on Tuesday of this week. Yep. Eleven thirty. Wow. So sure, over the last what'd you say five days? Yep. It's grown fifty percent. Unbelievable. But. When you take in that, you know, dip, and it's it's great. You know, I got the chart up here. Sure. When you look at it, I mean, yeah, it is the highest it's been in three months. But when you go back to a year, it only takes until about December that it was higher than it is right now. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, so it's, it's not been that long. Yeah, so it hasn't been that long. Or, like, you know, if you go five years, it's way down. And right. Yeah, I mean, you know, the max all the way back to, uh, well... A max, and it's 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 at the bottom right sure, now. Sure, sure. So it's not that crazy, but yeah, you know, I love seeing those stories about oh, you know, something's up fifty percent. Well, what did it do the day before? What did it do to be a fly in the wall though, right? Well, yeah, knowing those owners are going to buy all that sh- all those shares, and if you have what millions of dollars to throw mm-hmm. in for a couple, you know, days? I'd be interested. Uh, you know, it just. I wonder if there's any uh, insider trading. I, I thought the same thing. It's kind of what made me draw into the article. I'm like, really. 
you know, I mean, they're going to make money, of course, if they sell it, right? But but they're owners of the company, so why would they all of a sudden sell it? Right. That almost doesn't make sense to me yeah. unless... I don't know. I am i don't dabble there yet. Gosh. You know, the uh, the decisions that go in and, and uh, on the stock trading, it's yeah. too much pressure for me right, right now. Right, right, right. You know? So Business in the Park uh, for episode four, a little bit on Sears. Um, so do me a favor, Mike, pull up yeah. the Twitter feed on your computer. I got it. Uh, are we live? Is it still it. flowing? Um, are we still moving if I move my arms? I got to find it. Okay. Get back over uh, to it. Here we go. We'll wait for you. Okay. It, it's loading. It's loading. I think <laughs> you have slow uh, Wi-Fi down here in Shakopee. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think I actually have my Wi-Fi turned on my phone, which is probably a bad thing if it's uh, oh. over the air or uh, over the network. But it's LTE. It's connecting. It's connecting. It's, it's sideways right now. Oh, there we go. It's back. It's back. Yeah. Is anybody it's, watching? It, um, Just one? Well, you know what's strange? It says zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually watching. But you're so one. You should be one. Maybe it's a delay. Okay. Or maybe it somehow knows that it's me. That's so. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So we're going to introduce another new segment, but before we do that, we just wanted to uh, do a quick plug just because, uh, so tonight's episode uh, is brought to you by Badger Hill, company brewing IPA trader, a dastardly ale. I picked up uh, a little bit before Mike came over. You know, and Badger Hill of Shakopee, Minnesota. Correct. I heard Badger Hill, I remember the first time you and our friend were telling me about it, and I went, oh, I don't want a Wisconsin beer. Yeah, I know. They they kind of get into that dabbling of it's the wrong mascot, right? But didn't great we, uh, brewery though, great did, little spot. Didn't we figure it out that they uh, they were like Wisconsin alum? I think. If oh I, really? If I remember correctly, I don't remember that. I guess. If I remember, I mean, correctly. it's all brewed here in Shakopee, of course. Yeah. But BadgerHillBrewing.com. Check them out. A little free pub for anybody that's listening and wants to check out something different. If you're into the craft beer scene, uh, it's a great little spot down in the suburbs where you don't always necessarily get stuff. Everything's all over the place in Minneapolis-St. Paul, of course. So Yeah. Oh, God. You can't go five feet <laughs> yeah. without running it. Well, okay, you can go five feet, but you can't go, you know, five miles right. without running. Um, sorry. Slow still, internet. Oh, it's <laughs> still, gosh. I wonder if it's, I wonder. I wonder it's if a tired, it's Thursday. It's been a long week. Yeah. The internet's tired and slow. So as you're waiting for that to pop up, let's get our next segment rocking and rolling. We've got a new segment. Uh, Mike is going to lead this segment. Uh, we got a little uh, intro first, and we'll, we'll jump into things here. Here he is, your favorite stat guy. It's Mikey with Out of the BizX Box on the BizX Podcast. So out of the BizX Box, what is this, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So, uh... I, you know, it kind of came about as, you know, you think outside the box, you know, when you're, when you're innovative and, uh, when you're, when you're coming up with something new, you're thinking outside the box, but at the same time, stats being my jam, I'm always looking at box scores. Okay. So, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, you know, it's out of the box. That way I can kind of throw in whichever I, uh, mood I'm feeling that day. If I'm feeling more about innovation or if i'm feeling more of a box score type okay all right new stuff so BizX out of the BizX box is we're calling it right i think that's what out of the BizX on. box yeah, out of the BizX box yep yep all right. yep because yep. you know you gotta, you gotta put the podcast in the middle that's right that's right right, all right. so uh nate i'm sure you've heard this yep. the uh most dangerous phrase in the workplace dangerous phrase in right. the workplace it's not fire okay it's not we hired 
someone. It's that we've always done it that way. So it's stock. We've always stock, done something some right? way. Sure, everybody like, says you that. You know, everybody says, well, well why? Especially why with the tenured it? staff. Right? People, you, know? you know, we've just done and, it that way, Nate. And, and yeah, that's just how it's done. Yeah. Right? And and it's then the question of, are you going to just say, well, okay, I got it. Yeah, sure. I right. guess I do what my boss says. I right. do what my uh, trainer is telling me to right. do. Right, right. Or do you say, well, but but why? Like, it's old. It's tired. It's un... Um, it's counterproductive. Sure. It's, it's not. So have you been in a situation in a workplace all the time where someone right? says, well, Mike, this is how we yes. do it. And, yes. but do you, have you had the opportunity to suggest something else without yep. coming across as yep. being a underling or whatever? And that's, and that's actually why I, uh, I kind of love this innovative stuff is that, um, in my job, I'm lucky enough that I have managers and principals and even the COO of our company. Okay. Um, have given me kind of the green light to say if you want to ask why ask why dig in figure it out and all right you know like you'll maybe find something because you know so they're not adverse to change right i think that's the big thing right adverse to change yeah and it's and it's been great and it's been an opportunity for me to like really fully understand too because that's that's one of the things i think when you're told hey this is how we always do it. You just go, okay, and you learn to be a monkey pushing a button. Right. Because, okay, I guess I got to push the button. Right. But if you start to dig in to, hey, why am I pushing a button? Mm-hmm. Oh, because then the button does A, B, C. Yeah. And A actually does X, Y, Z, and B does whatever. Um, that you learn, like, the, pr- the whole process, and you can go, well, yeah, that's maybe the way we had to do it 10 years ago. Right. But guess what? Now, it ain't the 90s. It's not the 90s. We don't need to send faxes anymore. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Faxes are just blowing my mind. So right. we have a fax machine, of course, in our office. Of course. And the only time anyone asks me for my fax number is if it's some sort of weird application or some sort yeah. of... Yeah. We're part of an association, have to update all of our contact information, yeah. or we're responding to an RFP, and someone's looking for your email, phone number, fax number, and right. I just kind of giggle. It's like, I haven't got a fax from somebody in years, because now it's all about scanning and sending. Yeah. You know, so we go back to the same copy or printer yeah. or whatever and scan the document, email it to myself. I can open it, make sure it's fine, rename it, whatever, because it always comes in a jargon name of a PDF, and I send it on. But faxing, my God, right. who faxes anymore? Well, and the funny thing to We've always me, done it that way, though. Yeah, right? And the funny thing to me, too, is um, not to be too sidetracked by the fax, but we receive our faxes as an email. Oh, well, at least that's half cool. Yeah, except right? that I also know that we have to send out a couple of faxes, and I wouldn't be surprised if they receive those faxes as an email. So my previous company, um, Paychecks, yeah. we were actually able to do faxes electronically, both send and receive. Yeah. Well, so, but that's what I have a feeling we're doing, too, with some of ours. But yeah. it's like, well, then why aren't we just emailing? Yeah. Why, are we, why are we faxing? Right. Air quotes are there around faxing. Right. But so anyway, yeah. so that's kind of why I'm always thinking you know, innovation type things outside the box, okay. all that. So I got a couple stories here for okay. you all about right. it. And um, just kind of have you heard. Sure. Uh, so the first one, I guarantee you haven't heard this because it's one of those missed opportunities from the 60s. Okay. So I, I would have loved to live in the 60s, by the way. Right. There's Wouldn't something about that era that just the times were simpler. Things were simpler. There wasn't all this stuff clattering. Right. Just, anyway, sorry, right. interrupting. Can you name 
the let me see here i gotta remember exactly what size it is um all right well i don't know where it is but uh can you name the company that started in saint anthony minnesota in the 60s in the 60s well okay so give me a hint give me an industry hint uh medical medical 60s and actually i guess it was founded in 1949 but okay. they really really grew into their own in, in saint the 60s. anthony saint anthony minnesota not as in downtown like saint anthony that not or? not not the birthplace of minneapolis saint Gosh. anthony on the river Pull anything saint out of anthony my hat village um i don't know 49 saint anthony village medical yeah um, there was a there was a spat. let's let's do uh, Mayo Clinic even though I know that's not no, it no that's not it that's not it Medtronic oh sure Medtronic okay so my personal connection to Medtronic yep is that uh, like I said started in St Anthony that's where my grandpa lived no way and actually that, I mean that's where my dad was living too okay but and so uh, Doctor C his first name C just uh-huh. Walton. Uh, oh, he's one of those really important people that only has yeah. an initial for his exactly, first name. Exactly, right? All right. So, so as they were just starting out, he went door to door in St. Anthony. Medtronic, no. Medtronic. He, so they're working out of their garage. They're wanting to, you know, the Medtronic started because there was a power outage and they had no way to, like, keep people going, um, you know, with defibrillators yeah, and yeah, all that. Yeah. And he went, yeah, we got to do something different. So he's working out of his garage making you know there's a couple of the guys and then to raise some money yeah they went door to door and they knocked on my grandpa's door okay and said we're starting this company we're gonna fix medical problems yeah by putting electronics in people what did your grandpa think my you? grandpa looked at him and said you're absolutely crazy <laughs> there's no way i'm giving you my good money oh so they were looking for investment they were looking for investment oh they cool. said would you like to buy stock in Medtronic. Oh my gosh! Imagine if he would have. I'll sell you 500 shares for 500 bucks. Imagine if he would have. Would you like to invest? My grandpa looked at him and said, "You're absolutely crazy. Never. That's never gonna work." Right. Because it was too innovative. Wow. It was. They were thinking way too outside of the box. Right. Right. And my grandpa, who uh, was, he was more of the welding still. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved working with metal, working with wood. And electronics, sure, I get it. It's right. the way things are going. Right. But yeah, not in the sixties. Well, You're too a, crazy. A doctor corrects things, not a a device. You know, I mean, computers weren't right. even a thing in the sixties. Right. Uh, personal computers. My first job out of college, actually. Were we talking about this last week? Um, uh, so I was talking with somebody about this. Yeah. But my first job out of college was door knocking. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was actually still in college, but I worked for this gentleman who I met in a musical ensemble that you and I both were part of, Minnesota Brass. And he and a partner did a um, construction home improvement company. Yeah. And so I was a 20-year-old kid, and he basically came up to me and said, Nate, do you want to make 2000 bucks a month? And I was like, of course. Who, who doesn't? And he goes, okay, I'll pay you 500 bucks a week. All I need from you is 20 leads a week, okay. and you're going to go door knock. So I had my handy-dandy map book, because yeah. back in 2000, oh, when yeah. I was 20, there was right. no, Google no Google or, or no MapQuest map or whatever. Quest. Um, so I highlighted all my Bloomington neighborhoods that I'd go through and stuff, but I, I was knocking on doors, getting door leads. Some some uh, weeks was awesome because I'd get my 20 by Wednesday, and I'd, I'd be done. You yeah. know, I'd, I'd go, my boss would always, he's like, yeah, you go to the beach with your friends. And I was like, the beach? Like Schultz <laughs> Beach in Egan? Or yeah, where would right, I go to the beach? Right? But anyway, he was, uh, it was, it was pretty fun, pretty cool, but door knocking kind of did stink. It wasn't the yeah. most fun thing. Yeah. But grassroots marketing at its finest. Right? 
so so that was my missed opportunity of the innovation. Yeah. So my next story that I just came yeah. across the other day is that now, you know, you hear more and more companies are starting to take their tried and true ways of this is how we always do it. Yeah. And let's try something new. Right. So a story I came across the other day is uh, Northern Trust. Northern Trust. I've heard, heard of them. them. I have. have you? I okay. have. So, you know, big investment firm, yep. banking, uh, record keeping. I actually did some networking with some stuff. folks when I worked for Paychex. There you go. So they are taking their accounting group and outsourcing it to their R&D group. Really? So that, because accounting, it's one plus one equals two. Right. And they still have people sitting around doing math, which you have to because math doesn't always just one plus one equals two. Right. But, you know. And oh, I know so that because I'm not a math guy. <laughs> and they're, they're actually taking those guys and they're taking a team of them and saying, all right, guys, go hang out with these guys in R&D yeah. that are innovation 24-7, 365. Okay. And start telling them how you do your job. All right. And brainstorm and do it better. How to do math better or how, how to do it more how, efficiently? Just how, to, or just how to do it more efficiently, how to use... Look at it differently. How to use robotics, how to oh, use... Yeah. You know all the different automation opportunities that right. are out there. You know you look back at, you know, it's similar to like Ford and yeah. the assembly line. You know things change yeah. and you got to grow with the times. Right. And so that Northern's doing that, and you know, so they're trying just, to get outside of quote air quotes outside of the typical accounting box. To, right. Hey guys, let's look at something differently. Go with our brainiacs that all they do all day long is come up with different fun idea, crazy ideas, whatever they are. That's kind of interesting. Right. Isn't That's it? interesting. And uh, so, yeah, you know, just another example of uh, thinking outside the box. The uh, the next one. Yeah. I bet you heard this. Yeah. Did you hear about the woman on Tinder? Uh, give me more. Who had on her profile, send me $5 see what happens next no i didn't hear about you didn't this. hear about no this. okay Where, where'd you find so, it like recently i actually heard him talking about it on the radio okay but sure enough i googled it yep. and i found uh so maggie archer okay. who is 20 yep. young one out of st louis missouri yep. has been tricking tinder matches into sending her money over paypal wow because so so, uh, so people think they're going to get a show by well, sending her five. so she's got her name maggie yeah. okay so she's 20 so she's in st louis yeah and her like tagline is send me five bucks and see what happens next. Okay. And so then, you know, when you, I guess, Tinder, you swipe, right? That's that one. Yep. And then when they match, they can start talking to each other. And she said, you know, the guy's right. Well, what happens next? Uh-huh. And she says, well, send me $5 and we'll see what happens. <sighs> and they say, how do I send you $5? And she gives them their PayPal okay. account. And then when the guy sends $5, she unmatches him and deletes him. And he lost. $5. So she's fraud, of course. Well, but it's not. That's what happens next. She said, "Send oh me." Oh my god! She said, "Send me five dollars. See what happens." Uh, what happens? Oh, no. You just lost five bucks. Oh my gosh! And I bet and, she's got so many suckers. Oh yeah. Well, and then this—it's th- kind of a viral story here uh, this week. Where I mean, you know, I've seen it everywhere yeah. from the Daily Mail out in the UK. Okay. The radio station was talking about it. I saw it on a couple other different websites. I saw it on Facebook. A couple people shared it. Yeah. And yeah, no, she, there's nothing against it in like the Tinder user wow. agreement or anything. And you know, of course, some of the guys go raging online. Sure, this girl's a, the worst. But sure enough, you know, it's what happens next. And 
uh, she got interviewed by one of them who said about one out of five guys actually sends her the five bucks. Really? Mm-hmm. And a couple of guys say, well, if I... I, I, I if thought it'd I be s- more, actually. Yeah, really? Oh, 20%? 20% conversion rate's pretty good. Let's say out of 10, I'd, I'd figure half of them would. Okay. It's five bucks. Yeah. I don't but know. she does get requests. Well, what happens if I send you 100? And oh. she says... See what happens. See what happens next. And so she's had a few guys that send a ton of money. Oh, my gosh. So she's thinking outside the box. Yeah. She's making money instead of making love on the Tinder. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, give her credit for thinking outside of the box. Right. <laughs> Jeez. No pun intended. No pun intended. Unbelievable. Uh, nice job, Mikey. First yeah. first segment, um, thinking outside the box. Let's give him a little applause. <laughs> nice job. Hey. So kind of a great transition, but thinking outside the box. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have, we're, we're coming up on the end of episode four. Just a little quick preview coming up into uh, to next month. Here it is March, what, 30th today, right? March 30th, yeah. Um, so a lot of cool things to look forward to into March. Uh, we have a gentleman who's going to come in and talk about insurance. We have a gentleman who's going to come talk about media. Media. And right. I have a friend who works for the Minnesota Twins. We're going to get him in and talk about just baseball is a business yeah and he works in the pr side so he works on the non-game day side but we're gonna hopefully hook him up into the uh, biz x podcast and awesome. and uh, keep moving well, yeah. afar but yeah we've been doing this a month you've helped out about half the time or actually maybe more than half the time because hey. you've been a silent helper right silent helper silent help but um so again one more shout out to badger hill badger hill beer uh before we kind of sign off here but uh what do we got tonight the ipas purple can the- if you go to your local store the Trader IPA. The Trader. But again, we're going to have a lot of new things coming up in April. Um, real quick, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's Friday. Thank mm. goodness. Actually, I don't think I have any plans. This busy week. day at the it's office? Great. It, yeah. You know, it's always a busy day in the office. Yeah. But uh, no, actually, I am looking forward to going to see your twins friend at Target Field on Monday. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to go opener. to the home opener. Oh, yeah. Should be kind of... I've heard it might be a little dicey weather, a little rain or something, but it'll yeah. be good. So... Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. We will be back in approximately six days, hopefully, with Mr. Tannen. Thanks for checking us out. Talk to you soon. Thank you for streaming the BizX Podcast, part of the Launch Your Message Network. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at BizX Podcast. That's at BizX Podcast. And through our website at www.bizxpodcast.com. You've been-